up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivan Lovegren. We got a packed show and a lot to talk about. Ton going on in the hobby. Ivan, what's up? How are you this cool tonight, Rob? This is not Go GTS Live. This is the hobby is on fire. Oh yeah. my goodness. There's so much. I thought the biggest news of the hobby was like three days ago. You know, no. I was I was just talking to um our VP and I said I said, you know, a few months ago you and I were talking about how it just really, you know, change was in the air. We didn't know how it was gonna manifest itself, but change is coming. And yeah, I thought we'd seen it. And it just keeps happening and keeps happening. Um, for those of you who've been living under a rock may not know what we're talking about, uh, not able to get on social media today. Um, we'll dive into it an extent later, but just to get it out there, uh, we're going to have a new baseball card licensee exclusive in the form of Fanatics come 2026. We'll talk about that more in Hobby Happenings. Uh, so, Rob, I've I don't know. Actually, I've got another piece of breaking, breaking news that came Damn. out about 15 minutes ago which relates to something else that we might dive into in more depth later. But just to update people, because it's not in hobby happenings, PWCC, a rather large seller of trading cards, uh, consignments of vault service, so on and so forth, just announced via email that September 1st, oh, that's their own fixed yeah. price marketplace will be launching. Yeah, we, we got that covered, bro. We got that covered. I just, I swear, I read <laughs> that exact date. It was in an email like 20 minutes ago. That's not in here. Um, well, maybe not the exact date, but they did allude to it in sub September. I think, I think they did say the 15th, but cause I know the first. Yesterday. So you, first. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that yesterday though. Yeah. So it's not covered in there. So that, that was but breaking it's not news. that breaking either. Well, it's not that I'm breaking, saying. but <laughs> all right. So how about oddly timed poll questions for 500, Alex? Um, which former, our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll this week, which former Topps baseball card brand would you like to see return with versions just for the hobby? Obviously, there's a lot, but I went in three different directions. Uh, T206. I figured you could throw T205, Cracker Jack in there. Then there's Gallery and Pristine. Pristine. If you guys remember Pristine. Pristine is leading the way at 36.2%. That's what I voted for. I think it'd be a great product for breakers. Uh, but 11.7 weighing in with other opinions. I've seen everything from... Uh, yeah, Ivan tops through the years. Yeah, isn't that called archives? Well, well, no, because what <laughs> I said, <laughs> what I, what I said was not through the years, uh, as in through the years. So first off, I stole through the years. My my answer was other, and I called it tops through the years mainly because my brain was already thinking about that because I saw one of those terrible through the years facsimile autographs of Shohei Otani going for like fifty plus bucks at auction. So I stole the name from the Tops insert set this year that they had, but the idea was not archives, which is here's different years brands or different years designs. It was take the Chronicles approach from Panini 
and do a mixed brand where one hit will be a T206, another will be a gallery, another will be a pristine, so on and so forth. Okay. So I've got some other responses here, and they're great. And I really like our producer and technical director, James Gale's response. Lineage, great product, James. Um, I had actually Strata. put together a little presentation on Lineage if you were to have been late to tonight's show. Oh, really? Did yes. you now? You, an affinity for the brand. Well, save yes. that. Okay. Maybe we'll do a little retro throwback segment sometime. Wonderful. But uh, – yeah, Robert McDivitt saying uh, Cracker Jack. Uh, I was a big fan of that product. Um, Ticket to Stardom, Tracy's Box Breaks. Interesting. Ticket to Stardom. I think I have, I think I have a four jean swatch with like four of the big models at the time when that product was out. I think that's where that was from. Let's see. Um, nobody voting tops total. I thought for sure we'd. Oh wait, there it is. Macho Madness once total e-tops not happening tiffany comes back in some forms doesn't it laser well yeah i I would say that sapphire sapphire is the new tiffany right but i i was just i was on the same exact tweet you just read which is jay's sports cards 21 saying tops laser was awesome couldn't agree more no, no card more die cut ever than Topps Laser. But I think that's again why a Topps Chronicles esque product would be great because does Topps really want to produce an entire set of laser cut cards, or okay. would it be really good as a hard to hit insert subset in something like Topps through okay. the years? I, 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 I can see that. Um, something else I saw from. Um, a couple of people said gallery and, and obviously voted, but some in the comments and someone likes them so much saying gorgeous cards. And I agree back when they were hobby, I have not, I've not been too excited about the versions I've seen at retail the last few years. Um, it's just the, the artist choice isn't what I remember gallery being and really you know, making it special. So I'd, I'd be curious to see what a hobby version would look like today, especially with all of the artists involved in the hobby. So, um, and all of you people voting for metal universe. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, this poll's important, not just because we want something to talk about and hear your votes and, but, uh, Ivan, Why else is it important, sir? Well, it is important because in the midst of all the craziness that's going on today, hey, we've got some incredible box breaks, product previews, and things that we are going to give away. But in order for us to give away with all the different venues you could be watching on and media sites, we need you to follow us on Twitter and engage on Twitter. So twitter.com slash live. Warm up your fingers by voting in the poll and also click that follow button and then keep an eye out throughout the show for when we tweet the giveaway tweets uh, with some of the great box breaks we have going on tonight. Um, We've got over over $1,500 worth of boxes we're breaking on the show tonight and we're going to give away the hits, not keep them. That's what we do here on GoGTS Live, the hobbies web show. Um, all right, let's get right into news notes and nuggets from around the web and a segment we like to call hobby happenings. And there is a lot happening in the hobby. Ivan, kick us off, brother. Well, as we've 
discussed somewhat the biggest news of the week of the year of the decade in sports cards came today, just a few hours ago. It's really rocked the entire sports collectibles industry. Multiple sources now reporting that after what will be close to 75 years, Major League Baseball and its Players Association are parting ways with tops uh, in stages pretty much effective after the 2025 season. Major League Baseball has awarded an exclusive trading card license to Fanatics beginning in 2026. The immediate the announcement immediately brought to question what this means for the acquisition of tops by Mudrick Capital earlier this year. Shareholders voting uh, next Tuesday on what to do in regards to that, or sorry, next Wednesday. Um, however, since Topps valuation as a company is tied directly to that Major League Baseball license, does that dramatically change the value uh, equation of the proposed acquisition? We shall see. Uh, in news alongside that, that we haven't heard as much of, but is pretty big as well. Keep in mind, Panini's not immune to the announcement either, as it appears that they will be losing their Major League Baseball Players Association license, which is what allows them to print their vast product lines of baseball cards, even without logos. This leads to maybe them only being able to manufacture either the Team USA baseball license or their various college licenses but probably pretty tough to be able to print MLBPA licensed products in the future. Further, reports confirm that Fanatics has also been in talks with the NBA, the NBA Players Association, and NFLPA, all of which are licenses currently held by Panini with exclusivity, which again brings into question the potential sale of Panini by the Alex Rodriguez-led Slam Corporation, which has been brought up in the past weeks. Obviously, we'll be watching this development closely, and we'll be keeping you up to date as news happens. It's amazing how fast news breaks in the hobby. Uh, this next story was the lead story until a few hours ago. Honus has reclaimed his throne. Sports Collectors Daily reports that one of the best-known examples of the famed T206 Wagner card sold at auction late Sunday night for over $6.6 million, establishing a new record for the most expensive sports card of all time. The auction, which opened last month, generated plenty of attention with the expectation that it would result in yet another new benchmark in an era full of million-dollar sales for trading cards. Bidding had opened at a million dollars on July 23rd, jumped to two million within the first two hours, and had surpassed the five million mark by Friday night. 26 bids were entered for the Wagner card before the auction closed. The winning bid of just over 5.5 million was placed just after midnight. The standard 20% buyer's premium tacked onto the final bid led to the realized price of over $6.6 million. The winning bidder hasn't been publicly revealed as of yet. Robert Edwards Auction President Brian Dwyer said this is an incredible result that speaks to this card's status as one of the world's most iconic collectibles. The rarity and the legend of the T206 Hodnus Wagner, coupled with the equality of this example, excited bidders who recognized it may be a very long time before an opportunity like this came around again. 
The card was the highest graded example to reach the auction market in six years and is considered one of the best examples of the card that's been considered the face of baseball card collecting for decades. It was originally brought to the hobby by TCMA founder Mike Ehrenstein, who purchased it in New York as part of a collection 48 years ago. The card wound up in the hands of a collector in the mid-1970s after wait for it. He won it at a Detroit card show auction for $1,100. <laughs> it was the first Wagner ever to be sold at auction. Actually, be sure to check out full hmm. details on sports collectors daily. So fun to track the history of that one single card oh, too, and, since it's and, been iconic for so long. And SC daily did an amazing job. I could have gone even longer on, on the lineage. Mm -hmm. Check it out. It's cool guys. Good read. Uh, another recent article, this time in Sports Collectors Digest, highlights the work of renowned sports artist James Fiorentino, who I know, Rob, is one of your favorite sports card artists. Mm -hmm. uh, Fiorentino has been creating beautiful paintings of famous athletes since he was a kid. In fact, at 14, he painted Yankee great Joe DiMaggio. At 15, he became the youngest artist ever featured in the Baseball Hall of Fame for his likeness of Reggie Jackson. At 17, he was commissioned to create a portrait of Ted Williams. Well, now Fiorentino is painting such sports icons as Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Michael Jordan, and Mike Trout, but with a twist. A former college baseball player and card collector himself, Fiorentino has created art cards for both tops and upper deck. The current card boom sparked the idea for painting the hobby's most iconic cards. The project, called There Is Only One, the most iconic trading cards of all time was the brainchild of Fiorentino and longtime friend Joe Drellich and will be unveiled publicly September 24th at the Philadelphia Sports Card and Memorabilia Show at the Valley Forge Casino in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. So you can actually go and see this gallery display in person at a card show. Where better to view this type of iconic art being unveiled from a longtime iconic sports artist? That might, cool. be that might be worth the drive. Uh, I might do that. Look into that. Well, we've featured stories from Detroit sports anchor and collector Brad Galley on the program before. So we wanted to be sure to share his thoughts on the recently released Tops Allen and Ginter. Watch this. One of the most fun products each and every year. Tops Allen and Ginter. From baseball cards to pop culture, and a perfect time to open them too. And here's a cool one. Kevin Nagandi, we were just talking about it here earlier in our office. The ESPN anchor just seems like a good dude. Host of so much, and he said today on his Instagram page, it's a dream for him to be on his own card. He went to the National, he celebrated it, and here he is. Kevin Nagandi with his own card that we pulled out of our box here inside our Channel 7 studios in Detroit. Congrats, dude. You had the dream come alive. That's awesome. Kevin Nagandi getting his own card. Not that I'm hinting at all that that would be a dream for me, but got to make it to the big leagues, man. Nagandi's there. That's pretty sweet. Two of our favorite people in the hobby here at GoGTS Live, Eric Norton of Beckett Radio and Jimmy Mahan of Kentucky Roadshow Cards, sat down for a nearly 10-minute discussion at the National. Here's a little taste, including some huge news from Jimmy himself. 
Hey guys, it's Eric from Becca Live Presents. I am here courtesy of Bloop at the National. I got my friend Zemi. You guys, he's a, he's a very infectious character. You've probably seen him on Twitter doing big things. Uh, my man Paula Duke is standing right across the street from us right here. And he's been in your shop buying cars. You had some Kentucky players. I hey, love ball. Here. We've had a ball. It's been a lot of fun, right? It's awesome. It's, so tell me a little bit about the Kentucky Roadshow. I heard you guys are franchising. Is that right? In a way, yes. We're opening three more shops. Okay. Um, Dallas, New York, and Napa. All right. And then with the, the heartbeat, though, started in Lexington, Kentucky eight months ago. I just wanted to do Card Shop 2.0. Like, you have to, we've all, and I love the card shops that have been around for 40 sure. years, but stuff everywhere. It's not, it's more of a buy your stuff and leave. Got it. Okay. And, and, I wanted like come in and hang out. Yeah. You buy something great, but that'll happen naturally. Like come in and tell stories and, and trade off. You know. So that's kind of what it is. And our stuff's kind of half museum, half shop. It's got a lot of that local community paraphernalia in there. So you're, you're trying to cultivate an atmosphere, uh, a family-friendly atmosphere. Yes. Come in, hang out, break something, open something. Yes. But if you don't, that's cool too. We can still chat and have a good time. Totally. Awesome. I, I got a guy that's a, a writer for Kentucky basketball. He was a writer for years. He was like 75. I'm like, look, Oscar, I'll rent you a barco house, and you can just sit right here all day and tell stories. That's <laughs> great with me. That's fine. So what's been the uh, what's been the uh, the mood from the community? As they come in and discover this, it's been awesome. Especially, I think there's, you know, during the pandemic, it was hard. Um, like people just couldn't connect as much. Yeah. But they would come in, and once the, the restrictions lifted up, and then because I used to work with Toby Smith at Kentucky Basketball, uh -huh. no bunch of people over there, so we get a lot of players in. And the shop's about two blocks from where I grew up. Oh, okay. So it's like, what would I want it? And and we've had like. Carl Towns been in the shop. PJ Washington been in the shop. Tony Delts been in the shop. All these, we've got three football players. Jamie Davis that got drafted by the Redskins been mm -hmm. in the shop. And it's like you can come and meet these guys and do all the cards too. But what, it, it's about that local fan base community. What what I've wanted as a rabbit and Kentucky fan. Oh my! What do we have here? Well, he also He's directed White Lightning. These two authenticated sealed boxes of 86, 87 Fleer basketball are from a major sale that took place late last Friday on eBay. Notable seller Probstein 123 sold the boxes for $550,000 or for you math whizzes, an average price of $275,000 a box. <laughs> Actually, for you non-math whizzes. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> The the transaction has been completed. The boxes have been paid for, so this is a legitimate benchmark price now. Uh, the reason I mention it is because really it's quite a significant bump uh, increase wise from the benchmark that was set of two thirty three uh, when a box sold back in April. So that's <laughs> quite an increase in just a short amount of time. Amazing. Sports Collectors Daily reports that the Long Beach Expo is finally back on the schedule after nearly 18 months of cancellations due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The comeback of the popular Southern California show has long been anticipated, particularly as the event was last held in February of 2020, just weeks before the unfortunate lockdown started. The show at the Long Beach Convention Center includes sports cards and memorabilia, as well as stamps, coins, and other collectibles. 
ordinarily held three times a year, the next expo is scheduled to take place September 30th through October 2nd. Hey, if I paid for your ticket and gas, you want to go down there? Uh, historically, out? tickets have been free. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But I would love to. I don't to, know if it uh, works in your schedule. I just, I think a little yeah. content from the show floor there, just the pulse of yeah. Southern California. Historically, it's been a very big entertainment autograph signers. Like they don't usually get athletes to sign, but they've historically had a very big so entertainment signers. Before? I've never made it. I've never actually made it. Oh, um, I think you should. I think this is yeah. the year you should go, dude. I'd like to. Okay. Let's see if we can work it out. Um, well, Ivan, oh, GTS is buying me a free ticket. This is hard. Uh, I'm still kicking myself for not setting an alarm last Sunday for 8 p.m. Why? Uh, because as SC Daily reminded me, that's the time that Collectible offered a very small ownership stake in one of the hobby's rarest holy grail cards. A 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth valued at just over $6 million. I saw it earlier in the day while I was prepping hot in the shop. And I knew, I said to myself, you know, I really should set an alarm. I said, no, I'm going to 8 p.m. on a Sunday. That's tough. <sighs> Only $66,000 of that $6 million was offered publicly with the rest controlled by the person who bought the card earlier this year. It had been on display for many years at the Babe Ruth Museum. And thankfully for people visiting, still resides there. Shares were priced at only $3 <laughs> because, well... Ruth War number three, right? So with 22,000 shares available, and they didn't last long, 570 investors gobbled them all up in about 18 minutes. And again, one of them was not me. What? What? <laughs> and especially at three, like that's the kind of thing that it's not as much about investing so much as like three bucks, you can own a piece. Right? Exactly. I, I personally think that's really cool, but that's opinion seeping into hobby news. We'll get back to hobby news, including this. More tech jobs have popped up in the hobby, including at the aforementioned Collectible. They are looking for an experienced senior back-end engineer to help with the company's continuing expansion. So if you think you'd be a good fit or know someone who is, you can actually DM Collectible directly on Twitter. So one more reason to join that wonderful Twitter community. Oh, WWE fans, check this out. WWE and Golden have partnered to auction some very unique one-of-one collectibles, uh, including some from Chairman himself, Vince McMahon. Uh, how about a billion-dollar bill featuring his likeness and signed by him? Uh, and a one-of-one one billionaire bucks T-shirt through Golden's card and memorabilia auction that actually opened today, I think is when it opened. Fans can also bid for other great things, like a chance to win a tour through the WWE warehouse with Triple H as their guide to see one-of-a-kind pieces, including iconic match-worn gear, championship titles, and rings from legendary events. A lucky fan will also be able to win two tickets and a behind-the-scenes experience at WrestleMania featuring a meet-and-greet with none other than The Undertaker. 
The autographed billion dollar bill and billionaire bucks t-shirt were created specifically for this auction. Now see, this is where I think an FNFT should have been created to go along with it. An additional unsigned bill and billionaire bucks t-shirt will be available for auction in venue at SummerSlam in Las Vegas this Saturday, August 21st. And in addition to the one of a kind experiences, the auction will also feature seven WWE SummerSlam memorable items. And check this out. History fans. How about the look at Ric Flair, the barbed wire baseball bat that Ric Flair used in his victory against Mick Foley in the I quit match at SummerSlam 2006. Or how about the Shears Brutus, the barber beefcake and Hulk Hogan used in their 1980. 1989 match victory against Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus or the money in the bank briefcase Randy Orton cashed in on Daniel Bryan to become WWE champion at SummerSlam 2013. You can see all these items and the other four super unique pieces of SummerSlam history at goldenauctions.com. SC Daily took another deep dive into eBay sales data as it relates to sports cards, and some of the findings really are incredible, including the fact that more trading cards were sold on eBay during the first six months of 2021 than in all of 2020. The GMV, or gross merchandise value, of cards sold on the platform totals over $2 billion so far this year, roughly $1 billion in each quarter. The number represents a 175% increase from the same six-month period in 2020. eBay hasn't broken down sales of sports versus gaming and non-sports cards, but reported earlier this summer that eight, sorry, 871 million worth of sports card sales worldwide had been sold in the first three months of 2021. As far as quantity, there were 20 million new listings for trading cards on eBay in the first quarter of this year alone. Quote, double the amount of buyers came to our site in Q1 than we had last year, quote, Nicole, uh, end quote, from Nicole Colombo, eBay's general manager of trading cards and collectibles in a recent interview with Sports Card Sports Collectors Daily. After another, sorry, another company representative told SC Daily that there are now 162 new trading card listings posted on eBay every minute of every day. <laughs> And remember, that can lead some to say, well, look at all these things being listed to sell. Well, counterpoint, 130 cards were sold per minute in the second quarter of this year. Right. So buyers are flocking as well. There are currently over 43 million listings for sports cards alone on eBay. Thanks to Rich Miller at Sports Collectors Daily for this great report. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. Um you guys probably, you know, have figured out I read a lot of hobby content during the week putting this segment together. However, by far the best article I read in full this week, you know, because I do do a lot of scanning, was this one by Sports Collectors Daily on the hobbies youth movement. Be sure to check it out yourself in full. Oh, someone drop a link to that in chat because I want to highlight it and bookmark it for reading tonight. Uh, hey, look at these. It's almost rare to see an Onyx authenticated redemption. 
but it's rarer to wait a long time on one. Uh, and they did that again, uh, showed that again with Kyle Pitts, whose autograph cards from 2021 vintage collection football are already in house looking great and ready for redemption. Great work, Lance and Onyx authenticated. So aside from, let's see the Wagner sale and the fanatics news, Really, yeah, the other major hobby headline this week came from eBay when it was announced that it had parted ways with marketplace giant PWCC in a statement that reads, in part, recently it was determined that individuals associated with trading card seller PWCC have engaged in shill bidding, which is prohibited on eBay, and as a result, eBay has restricted PWCC selling privileges and listings effective today, which was Tuesday. As of now, all 17,000 of their listings have been pulled down. The statement continues, eBay's policies and standards were designed to ensure a trusted marketplace where our community can transact with confidence. If we determine that a buyer or seller is not acting in good faith, eBay takes that seriously and takes action. Well, as you can imagine, after being deplatformed, PWCC responded with its own statement saying, quote, PWCC was shocked to see eBay's email today stating that unidentified individuals associated with PWCC engaged in shill bidding. To PWCC's knowledge, its employees have never engaged in any behavior that violates eBay's agreements and policies. PWCC goes to great lengths to ensure that its employees Follow eBay's rules and PWCC employees do not have access to eBay's bidding records or information. Goes on to say PWCC is considering all available legal options in response to eBay's defamatory press release and its bad faith action to restrict PWCC's privileges on eBay. PWCC was only uh, had only just learned of these allegations, and eBay has refused to share any details supporting its allegations. Despite eBay's unwillingness to explain its claims, PWCC will continue to conduct its own internal review to ensure that its employees have not violated eBay's rules. Continuing in the statement, PWCC is a pr- is proud of the work it has done over the years. <laughs> this is kind of interesting to improve eBay's own processes and to ensure that the platform is one that users can trust. These efforts went well beyond the measures eBay takes to ensure legitimate auction processes. For example, PWCC worked tirelessly with eBay for over 10 years to remove the bid retraction option for buyers which is cool, eliminated forced return policies for sellers, nice, and reduced the, this one got me, significantly not as described window from 30 days to three. While PWCC became the world's premier site for the sale of trading cards using eBay's platform, in recent months, eBay's increasingly competing interest prompted PWCC to begin the process of moving on. Today's unilateral action by eBay simply hastens PWCC's move to its new platform, who, as we have said, thanks to Ivan, is September 1st. This is really heavy stuff. You take this with the the league news and the T206 news. (laughs) What a week. What a week. Mm -hmm. 
In other hobby news, Sportico announced that Topps once again raised its financial outlook for 2021 after the company released second quarter earnings this week, detailing sales that surged 78% and increasing projections for full year revenue to as much as $850 million, up from $760 million. Of course, uh, the rest of the article is behind a paywall, so further details are available, just not to us to share here. But I've seen some other great reporting from Sportico just today on the sports card market. So that might be a paywall worth paying for. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to have to think about it. Maybe I could expense it. Yeah. <laughs> Save that money you bought on my free Long Beach Expo ticket. And uh... <laughs> um, Beckett Live announced that attendees of the Industry Summit will receive one free BGS Raw card review, which is pretty cool. So now I have to decide uh, which one card to bring. Also, the first ever Industry Summit card show announced that former Los Angeles Dodgers great Paul LaDuca will be a special autograph guest with balls and flats costing just $20 and cards even less at just 10 In addition, famed sports card artist Optimus Volts will be in attendance and exhibiting. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, where well, you want to start? I've got Here's opinions the thing. about we, so much. We joked about it last week. Hobby Happenings is 20, like it's literally a new show. We could do a new show now, you know? Hey, fanatics, you need a new show? We're ready for you. Like, wow. Yeah. I, uh, so yeah, I think one of the things that I think went unnoticed with the original announcement is its impact on Panini. Also, the fact that they made it public that they'd been conversing with other leagues has to make Panini uncomfortable and bring into question what does that do for, I mean, right now they have the licenses, all the values in the licenses for Slam Corp. So I think that deal still goes through. I. Which, you know, from a, you're a smart business minded person. What, what do you think about the Topps Mudrick deal now? Um, well, that one gets a little trickier for me to speculate on since it is publicly traded. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But I will say, uh, you know, in general, that I, I don't know. I feel like there's still value to the Topps and Bowman brands. Oh, sure. Right? Of like, course. Is there, I well, mean, I happen to, they have, they have, they have the Star Wars license. They have a UEFA license. They have a Bundesliga license. They have a GPK license. But, man, I think if you added all that up, all that up in revenue, I bet, it, I bet it's still dwarfed by what it does with MLB. So can so, Tops exist without a big four license? It's interesting, but I do... I do wonder if dwarfed is accurate. I don't know, but I wonder simply because, uh, I, you know, I was other hobby news. I was featured on breaker culture last week. Um, I know you did a great interview. It was awesome. Yeah. Ty at breaker culture. Nice and I were talking a lot about the, uh, impact of, uh, you know, they had done something on the sports card collapse, which we even reported on, you know, we shared a bit of that video. It was an interesting video and I felt a little bit different. And one of my reasons is, Soccer has 3.5 billion fans around the globe. 
baseball has an estimated 500 million. Now, I keep hearing that soccer is suddenly overprinted relative to the number of collectors. But the other question is relative to the number of potential collectors. I don't know. You know what else was once overprinted, Rob? 1986 Fleer basketball. Yeah, sat on shelves. $10 a box. You know, I've, I've got multiple stories from dear friends in the, in the hobby, you know, and even via DM from people that are like, oh yeah, I remember when that was at the grocery store and I worked, I, I got a buddy, I worked at a grocery store. He told me and the manager ended up having to buy the last four cases of it because we couldn't sell them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so all that to say, I think there's a lot of value in a lot of places, but I also think, you know, you asked me about tops specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, if we combine the news of tops essentially being for sale, I mean, if tops yes. went, if tops went public, technically somebody with their total market cap in liquid cash could just go buy tops if they wanted. Right. And take it unpublic. Right. Well, how much is Tops was going public based on the value of baseball and soccer and chewing gum, right? If another company has the opportunity to get the NFL and the NBA license and the opportunity to get Tops, how much is Tops worth with NFL PA and NBA and NBA PA licenses? There you go. So I think that's a very very relevant point. And I do need to put this disclaimer out there. Obviously I do work for a distributor. The show is produced, paid for by the world's largest distributor of trading cards. So everything that I'm saying, um, and that Ivan is saying is strictly our opinions, not a collective statement of, (laughs) you know, what GTS thinks of the, of the happenings. And so, here, here's what I think might happen. I think the tops Mudrick capital deal doesn't happen. Reason being is that this news coming so close to when this vote is going to happen. I think some people are going to say, slow down. Let's reevaluate this. What that means as Ivan alluded to is that tops is still on the market. However, now it's on the market at a reduced valuation because so much of that company's valuation is tied to it having the MLB license. So instead of Fanatics starting up a trading card division from scratch, is it possible they go buy tops and then simply own the license? Tops baseball cards still exist, and but tops instead of being owned by Mudrick is just owned by Fanatics. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. A couple other quick notes before we dive into our live box break segment. With the sale of this Honus Wagner card, this three at 6.6, I think if um, Mr. Kendrick of the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks ever decides to part with his, you know, what near mint uh, copy of the Honus Wagner, I think that card with its lore and and everything definitely goes for over $10 million. I think there's a 
two or three different cards that could go for over $10 million. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see one of them happen this year, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's my take on, on that and raising all boats. You just opened such a can of worms with that. Uh, I know we don't have any more time to spare on the show, but I've, I've been wondering for a while, like, uh, uh, I can't remember who it was that spawned it. So somebody I saw recently got an altered card or a card was found to be altered, but it's a super unique card. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, like what ends up happening? You know, like the, it still exists. Yeah. Somebody altered it. I'm not advocating for altering at all, but at the end of the day, is it like less desirable if it's a one of one because somewhere down there, they know it's altered or is it still the only one of that card? Right. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's interesting if those things go to market or when they go to market, what the market determines on them. I'd be curious to see it happen more. Absolutely. Not altering, but the going to market of cards that have been determined to be altered. So lots to digest. Um, all right. We need a full news show. Yeah, we really do. Um, Ivan, we've got a few unclaimed prizes. I'm wrapping into one prize for one lucky winner tonight. The Jamar Chase was still unclaimed. The Nobody Pedri. That card. The Pedres went unclaimed. What? The Matthew Fernandez auto went unclaimed and the Panini tops baseball pack from the national went unclaimed. I'm putting this all in one. This is one winner is going to get all that. Okay. That's crazy. I'm looking back at who, who didn't claim the Pedri? My goodness. All uh, right. So we're going right. to kick things no complaints. off with, if you're, um, if you're viewing right is, now, are you mad? Are you mad we're giving away more stuff? This is our first look at a Panini UFC product. Prism released first, but uh, we didn't get it. It was that was that whole time I was on vacation and nearly died. Um, <laughs> yeah, that time, the time, yeah, that time. Died. So um, yeah, I'm anxious to see what Panini's doing with UFC. Let's check so it out real quick before we get ripping into this and before we break it down. So. Again, I want to reward a viewer of the show with the uh, with with the um, the bonus, the now stacked bonus. So look, go to GoGTS Live uh, on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/GoGTSLive. Retweet our pinned tweet, the live broadcast of the show, and I'm not going to repeat this. So new viewers that come in aren't going to know that this is how they win the bonus tweet. I see actually. Almost a hundred people already did retweet that. So that's how cool our viewers are. They know we like to thank them for surprises like that, but go retweet that pinned live broadcast of the show. If you want a chance to win that stacked prize pack. And now let's dive into Panini select UFC trading cards. I ripped a lot of digital of this this week. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited uh, to see the physical four packs, six cards. Robbie Lawler, welterweight base card. So remember, Rob, even the base cards have oh, tiers. Yes. Tiers, tiers. Now, I believe this is a concourse. Yeah. You should be able to see the difference in the design. Okay. So I, I'm hope, hoping that with what I've ripped digitally, I can at least help with that. Curtis Blades, concourse base. But do you know UFC well? Do you know the actual like good fighters versus not good fighters? Uh, not totally. 
Jair Rosenstruck. Gosh, I haven't even been able to get into the chat yet today because I've just been so fired up with all the uh, all the conversation. Reyes, that's a concourse base as well. I have a concourse prism of Max Holloway. Look at that nice rainbow action. Oh, nice. Check this out, Rob. Right as I get into the chat, Reemersma63 <gasps> just gifted a sub. Oh, that's awesome. How about, here's an awesome boom. Alexander Ooh. Rakic, five of five. Whoa. That's like green sparkle bubble Yeah, scope. Who knows five what? Five of five. Is he good? Light heavyweight? I think he is. I think that's a name I've actually right. heard. Hold on. I got to get a picture of it too. Don't oh, forget. I'm coming yep. back. Here we yeah. go. So be careful. It's really shiny and the camera is too small. So I need you to pull it back a little and maybe even lean it down, a lean it back a little. Like lean, tilt, tilt back, bottom to top. Yeah, there we go. That yeah, right. Ooh, back. Yeah, there. Perfect. I got it. This is me making cards model. How do you love it? All right. Matt Schnell, rookie. Concourse. Robbie Lawler again. Interesting. Petreon. Bantamweight concourse. Rookie. Magad Ankalev. Rookie light heavyweight concourse. Some sparkly action. Vincent Luke concourse prism. Not numbered, but pretty. Nice and bubbly. And a concourse prism base of Jorge Masvidal. Hey, he was at the national signing at the Panini booth. Oh, nice. Um, so first thing, I don't know if you noticed it, but that's actually, I believe that's the octagon side parallel of Alexander Rochik. Nice. So it's the parallel of his his harder hit. But not enough have even come to auction to have an idea of what the value would be or come to, to fruition. This guy got to be at least a couple hundred, though. This guy's a rookie, serial uh, gain. I think he's either French. I think he's French or, yeah, I think he's French. And... Uh, Kanai Andrews, our MMA writer, recently wrote about this last UFC fight in which he uh, was featured. I'm not sure uh, who won or lost this past Saturday. Maybe someone in chat does. Chase Hooper, rookie. Premier level. Ooh, Ooh premier nice. level rookie. Nice. Nice. And then I've got a red prism number to 199. This is also a premier level. Of so Donald they did Cerrone. They did something pretty cool with this product um, that I can't remember. I don't think they've did it this way in um, football or basketball, which is the premier level, as far as I can tell, are all horizontal. Interesting. So that way, they're you know the concourse is vertical, but then premier level is horizontal, but then octagon side is back to vertical, but also with very noticeable different borders. So I really like that because I know that in football, it feels like it can get very jumbled together. We have another premier level. This one of Paul Felder. 
Remember, we should be getting two autographed cards and one memorabilia card in this as well. Are you sure? Assuming this is a, is this a hobby box or is this a H, is this a hybrid? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I sent you the wrong link. Yes, this is an H2 box. Ah, okay. So that's part H2 of why two exclusive autographs and Disco Prism parallels. Yeah, that's why we are on our last pack and we did not hit an auto, but we did get a Brock Lesnar number to 199. I wow. know that's a popular card. All right, so what we're going to do... Not to mention the Disco Prism number to five. Yes. Let's see. Uh, what did I do with that? There it is. Rookie premier level. This is 199. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Two winners. The two reds and the other prism. So Brock Lesnar and then the number to five along with the uh, the rookie premier level of Chase Hooper. Two winners. So the Brock Lesnar is going to one and the Alexander uh, yes. Rockick is going to another. Correct. Awesome. All right. I'm almost done with the tweet. What's a thousand dollar box of NBA basketball cards look like right there. Another box of select. This one is a hobby box, three autographs or memorabilia cards per box on average. And we're going to be looking for the ultra rare hobby exclusive zebra prisms. Zebra prisms. All right. So we've got twelve packs, five cards per pack. Nukia and Kanua. Isaiah Joe, rookie. Steph Curry. Ah, Sadiq uh, Bay, rookie prism. Concourse. This is a court side, Aduka Azubuke, rookie. I have a harder time with the African names, Ivan. You know, it's funny because I know that that stereotype persists, but Rob, I love you. Sometimes you have some problems with the American names, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Damian Lillard. In fact, do you know who Nolan Arenado is? No. <laughs> Luka Doncic. <laughs> Thank you, Ivan. Kira Lewis Jr. Did I do something wrong? No, it's just a bit of a long-standing joke that for for almost a decade now you've been calling him Nolan Arindo every time you pull his card, and it's Arenado. Oh, and he's arguably a top four third baseman in Major League Baseball. You know, 
CJ McCollum is a premier level prism. So I appreciate you acknowledging that and, and trying to do it in a fair manner. But uh, if, we're, if we're being truly fair, you're, you've got a lot of pressure. Yusuf Nurkic. Juice, Juice Nurkic is one. one <laughs> so, Rob, you're an equal opportunity offender. That's um, a neat card. Relax. Wait, the guy's name is Juice, and it has an F in it. Yusuf no, Nurkic. No, it's it's Yusuf. That's what I said. Yusuf yeah, no, you you did a good job on that. But the well, card is cool. It's him in his Juice, Blazers and in his Nuggets jersey because he played for both teams. That's cool. I've never seen a card like that. Yeah, or a relic like that. Selections. Yeah, that's fun. Just saying. Now, don't try harder. Just be you, Rob. We like you the way you are. We like right. when you say Juice. For use of nurture. Xavier Tillman, rookie, concourse. RJ Hampton, rookie, also a concourse. I think we've got our first auto here. We do. Ooh, it's Robert Woodward the second for the Sacramento Kings, rookie numbered to 99. Nice. Not just a rookie autograph, but a number to 99. Probably. Beautiful. Greenish. It looks greenish. Yeah, it's definitely greenish. And then I love these prisms. These are what the red, white, and blues. Brooke Lopez. Premier level. <clears throat> and then uh, Tyrese Maxey, rookie. That's also a premier level. Tobias Harris, Jason Tatum, Kenyon Martin Jr., rookie concourse. How about rookie Patrick Williams, prism concourse? Mm, nice, silver. And Fred this next Van year in the Fleet. NBA is going to be interesting. It's going it's to be interesting to see which of these rookies end up having stellar second years, which fade into obscurity. Williams had a good summer league. I mean, I I always, even isn't, though I've... <coughs> Dena, oh, Denny Avja, isn't this the guy from Israel that yeah. everybody likes? Avdia. Uh, everybody likes him, but I think he had like four points per game. Oh. You're given a free pass. Don't worry. <laughs> Norman Powell. That one's easy. Um, yeah, but like, you know, I'm always rooting for the Bulls to be good, even though I don't follow uh, NBA like I used to. Like, I don't have a, it's probably the one sport I don't have a dedicated, passionate team for anymore. Ooh, Jordan oh. Nawa, rookie patch auto. Numbered 199. Awesome. So two numbered autos in this. Um, let me get a pack. Uh, let me get a, a pick of that one again real quick. Um, that's good right there from my toaster. And kind of a take on the initials autograph. It actually looks like there's four initials, not just not the usual two that we're used to on initial autographs. So 
Ben Simmons. Jordan and Nuwara giving us a little bit extra there. Thank you, Jordan. Zach Levine. Um, concourse. Ooh, pretty blue die cut. Kendall Johnson. That's fabulous. And that's number 249. Calling that premier level die cut. Very cool. I do love the select die cuts. It'll be interesting to see what hobby, or sorry, what retail looks like of this product. With how much, how many die cuts were in retail football. Made it a really fun rip for a guy like me. Are y'all guys like me? Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh. Good rookie. good rookie. Is that an insert of some sort? Yeah, that's what I was trying to check out. It's different, right? Yeah. Does it say anything about Devin Vassell? Premier level. In Fuego, Unstoppable. Yeah, what is Chris that with that? Porzingis. Unique background there. There's Tyrese Maxey. Rookie concourse level. Tyrese Halliburton. Rookie concourse level. I'm counting on someone in the chat to tell us what that Halliburton was we just pulled, but no one seems to be stepping up. Fred Van Fleet. Got the red, white, and blue. Danilio Galanri. And... Premier level, Julius Randle. Kemba Walker, Peyton Pritchard, Draymond Green. Premier level, Luke Kennard. Blue parallel. Concourse Prism of Eric Bledsoe, number two, 299. Pretty blue. This feels chunky. Decoy. We've already had our three hits. Brandon Ingram. Trey Young. Ja Morant. Indeed. A decoy. Silver Prism, Gordon Dragic, and Premier Level Giannis. Nice. Two packs left. This one feels thick too. Anticipate another decoy. Yep. <clears throat> Brogdon Bogdanovich, Lou Williams, rookie Anthony Edwards. Woohoo! Back to back with his teammate, a concourse prism, Carl Anthony Towns. Sweet. And Chris Levert. Last pack. What a little. Mojo. I mean, we haven't we haven't hit Lamelo yet, but at the same time, uh, 
And Tyrese and Anthony Edwards in the same box. Bam Adebayo. Stephen Adams. Kyrie Irving. Concourse Prism. Funky looking rookie Isaiah Stewart. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. The basketball is it numbered overlaid. or right. it's, it's not not numbered. numbered. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Devin Booker. So let's give some stuff away. Let's review. We've got this cool dual jersey of Yusuf Nurkic, the Keldon Johnson blue die cut, the Jordan Nawara. Uh, Patch, yes, it's a swatch. Swatch auto. Silver Patrick Williams, Silver Prism Patrick Williams RC, and Robert Woodward II. I'm going to do. First thing Fanatics has to do is clarify swatch or patch. <laughs> Settle that debate once and for all. It's already been settled. Four, well, let's do four winners. We're going to have the auto. So Robert Woodward, mm-hmm. the Yusuf, the Jordan Noir, and then I'll give uh, Patrick Williams Silver Prism Rookie and Keldon Johnson die cut to somebody else. So four winners from that box. All right. Awesome. The tweet is already live at twitter.com slash live. So make sure you follow us and retweet, and then you have to be watching the program at the end of the show in order to be eligible to win, because you have to claim your winnings. Otherwise, they go back into the pool, like our special prize pack that early watchers of the show, people that watched in the first hour, were told how to enter to win. So make sure that you stick around the entire show in order to claim your prize so that you can get it shipped to you. All right, here we have a look at a high-end collegiate basketball product in the form of the Immaculate Collection. Current SRP on this, $400. Did you say basketball? No, college football. Okay. Could have been my ears multitasking again as usual. Um, But we're looking for four autographed cards and one memorabilia card. In this product, it's pretty awesome. All right. All right, here we go. Kicking things off, we have a Terry McLaren, Ohio State Buckeyes base card numbered to 39. Who ended up drafting him? I don't remember. Washington. We have an immaculate collection, Amon Ra St. Brown glove Game used glove card, numbered to just 40. 
for the USC I, Trojans. So I do like Rob how the fine detail and the like really that feel I can feel the quality of that. I mean, I'm not a big yeah. college football fan in general, especially when it comes to cards. But I feel like at least these two, the base and the relic, they feel like high-end cards through the camera, which is really saying something. Yes. All right. Out of the University of Texas, Ooh. Hook'em Horns, Devin Durvinay, numbered to 99. Heating up a little bit. Next card is a redemption. It's for a signature moves autograph. We're, this is this is our guy all year, <laughs> Jamar Chase. <laughs> Every year we seem to have a guy, Jamar Chase. Not only that, right. but of course it's the guy this year that is redemptions in product. But uh, where was he drafted, uh, Jamar? Uh, Ten, he was top ten, right? Top uh, yeah. fifth overall, I think they said. Fifth yeah, overall, yeah. I think, yeah. Bengals, because yeah. they wanted to pair him with yep, with yep. Burrows, connect him. Uh, number to twenty-five, we've got a beautiful swatch on-card auto of rookie Diami Brown, numbered to just twenty-five. Wow, hold on there a second. Um, that's a good parallel for that university, even though it's. It compliments. Yes. It doesn't mimic, but but this next card, this next card makes the box because I've got a one of one boom of Sam Ellinger out of the University of Texas. Wow! Look at that patch. <laughs> Odd card auto one of one Sam Ellinger, absolutely beautiful. Looks like he's with the Indianapolis Colts now too. So I, you know, I always hate when injuries make opportunities, but it's worth saying that there's a there's Sam Ellinger watch in Indianapolis right now. Um, although I'm hearing from 1070 the fan at least that it was a shaky day for him yesterday. But that being said, some potential big bigness of the hit there. If he gets some out minutes at quarterback with the tenuous situation that's going on there in Indianapolis. And I'm sure a Texas fan would love that card anyway. So it's a bit of a Texas box between him and Devin DuVernay. Yes. All right. So what we're going to do, we've got the Sam Ellinger, obviously, uh, the Jamar Chase, uh, Diami Brown. And I think, uh, I'm going to hook somebody up. One winner is going to get the Durvinay and the Amon Ra St. Brown. Nice. So four winners from the Immaculate Box. And that is a look at our live box break segment for this evening. Thank you to Tracy Hackler for the hookup. Which um, means I'm actually, oh, Diami Brown. That's the one I'm missing. Yeah. Got it. All right. We're going to update the poll question. You guys are absolutely Fabulous. 301 of you weighing in with still 45 minutes left. Uh, T206 creeping up big time and giving Pristine a run for its money. Pristine still in the lead at 34.2 to 33.9 as an answer to the GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll question. Which former Tops baseball card brand would you like to, re 
turn uh, with hobby versions. I'm going to scroll down, see if we've had any additional replies. Nope. So if you haven't weighed in, please do so. Another 45 minutes left in the program. Um, we are going to shortly take a look at next week's new releases in Hot in the Shop. But before we do, uh, Kelsey Schroyer had the opportunity to talk to um, Rob Springs, Panini's director of product development for football at the National in this interview. Check this out and we'll be back to talk about next week's new releases. All right, Rob, 2021 football class coming up. We've talked about this a little bit. Just how excited is Padini for this year's rookie crop? Man, it's, it, it should be incredible. Uh, not only do you have uh, so many high, high uh, quarterbacks taken high, but, but you've got a really good deep class. And, and like I've said before, a lot of the guys just went to the right places too, whether it's uh, you know big markets you know, with, with Trey Lance going to San Francisco and, and Zach going to New York and Mac to – to New England and all that kind of, you know, Harris going to, you know, uh, Pittsburgh with kind of the history they've had with running backs and things like that, or even even some of the higher defensive guys that were drafted with, you know, Sertan going to Denver or Micah going to, to Dallas. Just a lot of things fell into place, and, and so we're excited about that. There were a lot of uh, – there's a lot of deep guys. I think there's a lot of good guys taken in the second, third round that are skill positions that are really going to help drive the hobby once we kind of – get going and get into the season so it's 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 pretty awesome man we're pretty stoked about uh, about the potential for the class and our programs so you alluded to how everyone kind of went to the right place which players cardboard stock do you think took the biggest rise because of where he ultimately ended up um you know on, on the quarterbacks as probably um probably mac and, and maybe even kyle trask if you want to go deeper right um so even though Unless something happens with Brady, Kyle's not going to play. But, but the fact that he still came from a big college and you know has the opportunity to sit behind Brady, you know, for a couple of years and learn, um, you know, he's a guy that can be easily specked on and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, or whether it's you know Elijah Moore going to you know the Jets or whoever it may be, even if you want to go down deeper to somebody like you know Des Fitzpatrick for the Titans, um, you know, if he if he finds a way to get into that. Uh, you know, slot role as a third wide receiver behind Julio and, and AJ. I mean, even even somebody like that can have just an immense uh, rise in their cardboard. So whether it's a first round or a late round, there's a lot of guys that went to some interesting situations. All right, as far as your football product programs go for this season, are there any new clients come out? Any new changes? Uh, for the most part, no. I mean, we've really had a, a successful run uh, for most of our programs. Now, one thing we are switching out. Uh, is uh, for our direct program that's going to come out in the August-September time frame. Uh, that's going to be Classics this year, and we did two different versions. So there's a Classics uh, Premium Edition, which is all OptiChrome. That's going to be the direct version. But then we also did an H2 component that's going to be for hobby stores. It's the more of the paper version. We still have some Chrome inserts and stuff. So, so we're excited to bring that back in kind of a more limited uh, fashion. Uh, and then uh, we've, we're going to flip out plates and patches uh, for the earlier next year for Clearly Donners. Um, but I think that's about it for this year. I mean, it's been, again, we've had a good run on our football programs as far as being successful. Um, and so, you know, we'll tinker with some of the inserts and, and deliverables within the programs, but not really making wholesale changes because they're, they're doing really well. Everything's working. With the hobby being so well right now, how do you balance that potential desire to not produce more product to meet that demand? Yeah. Honestly, right now, a lot of stuff is still so constrained by the, the printers. Obviously, we mainly use uh, the one out of Allen uh, because it's close and local, and, and we've had a relationship with them for a long time. But even if you talk about all the card printers, um, 
it's just like everything else uh, that's been a problem with the pandemic, whether it's a worker shortage or uh, material shortage, everybody's dealing with that. So that that is helping to curb demand in itself as well. Um, and then you know we 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 just we want to be responsible. I mean, with with Panini. Most of the guys in our product development come from a long history of collecting. Um, so it's not just kind of these marketing people for better, I guess there's no other way to put it, just kind of brought in off the street to kind of learn uh, what they're doing. I mean, these guys are hardcore hobbyists and, and have been in the hobby for the most part for a good amount of time. So um, we've got our pulse on what's going on, but we also like to balance it with things that we know are right and things that we know are wrong uh, and, and what's good or bad for the hobby. Um, so we try to balance all that kind of stuff out, but we have the right people in place to do that. So what was really cool about that is you got to see a lot of GTS personnel in the background, <laughs> uh, their, their attire at the national, uh, a lot of good peeps there. Uh, thank you to Kelsey Schroyer for that. All right, let's uh, take a look at next week's new releases, shall we, in a segment we like to call Hot in the Shop. We start things off with a delayed product from last week, or actually from this week, that we thought was releasing. Found out at the 11th hour it wasn't. 2021 Topps Pro Debut baseball cards will be in stores next week, though, in both a hobby and a jumbo configuration. The hobby uh, features four autographs or relic cards and 10 inserts in every hobby box. Uh, jumbo boxes have three autograph cards and 36 exclusive base set chrome variations plus two inserts in every jumbo box. So uh, pick your pleasure there. Uh, nice that both SKUs come with multiple autographs. The 200-card base set includes multiple parallels, many with one-of-ones. Uh, it's scheduled back way back in May. It's out now, though. Enjoy. Also, uh, what we just previewed... Oh, no. That's not what we just previewed for you. I've got tabs open on GoGTS.net for everything. Uh, so Panini Select UFC is awesome, but guess what else? We have Panini certified NFL football cards this week, and each box is going to deliver one freshman fabrics signature card. So that's kind of cool, knowing you're going to get an autographed rookie card in freshman fabrics, as well as an additional autographed card, plus two memorabilia cards, 10 inserts, and two rookies or rookie parallels. Uh, this returns with both classic and brand new inserts for this year, such as those certified air. Check out those cool inserts and the scoring machines. And then look at Dark Horses Black. That's a new insert that delivers a cool design and deep checklist for some of the top contenders for ultimate honors in NFL this year. Uh, also look at the Canton Certified Signatures Mirror Gold, the Mirror Signatures Green, Pieces of the Game Signatures, and plenty more in this, including rookie patch autographs from the top rookies of the deep 2021 NFL draft class. That is Panini Certified NFL Football Cards in Hobby Shops this week. Fun. Uh, one of the additional SKUs that Panini has been creating in baseball has been the Quick Pitch for their Prism line, and that's coming out next week. Uh, quick Pitch Prism delivers one auto and two silver Prisms in every box. 
featuring a 250 card base set of legends, current stars and rookies that are ticketed to be future impact players in the league. The configuration is very hobby esque though, with 18 packs and five cards per pack. Again, one auto, two silver prisms. So you want the hits, you got the hits. Autograph cards, look for rookie autographs in a monster 100-card set that includes incredible names from the 2021 rookie class, uh, as well as numerous consensus top 100 prospects in the game like Christian Pache, Nate Pearson, Alex Baum, Casey Mize, Kayon Brian Hayes and Sicto Sanchez and many more. Look for great inserts, new ultra-rare insert Lava Flow. Uh, Illumination is one of four insert sets that will contain the same parallels as base sets. And then, obviously, two silver prisms in every box as well. Um, remember, there's different tiers of rarity throughout that base set, going from base to tier two to tier three, with players ranging from legends like Ken Griffey Jr. to current stars like Aaron Judge to Dylan Carlson and Alex Kirilov. Sure to be a big hit. Prism Quick Pitch in stores next week. <clears throat> We've got a very exciting basketball product. 2020-21 Donruss Optic NBA basketball cards. Yes, each box delivers one autograph, but even more importantly, it delivers 20 inserts or parallels. Yeah, that full arsenal of parallel cards that you've come to know and love and chase. But hey, also the on-card rated rookie signatures featuring top rookies of the 2020 NBA draft class, along with parallel versions. Of course, the uh, sell sheets here show last year's players. <laughs> Pretty sure that this is going to be this year's players. Um, there's going to be some exclusive hobby insert sets as well, such as Elite Dominators. All-Stars, The Rookies, Lights Out, Stargazing, and Rainmakers. Look at those lights out. Those look pretty Those look really cool. cool. Not sure what the if there's SP, SSP, or just normal, but hey, sometimes normal cool inserts are a good thing also. Um, there's some more of the various base parallels as well as uh, The Rookies. Trey Young on the Miami Heat. I have no idea what's going on there. Um, <laughs> basically, just looking at this myself, I can't wait for the actual thing so I can see the actual cards. Oh, there's also a super short printed photon parallel to keep an eye out for. So it may not be numbered, but it is super short printed in Donruss Optic NBA basketball cards this next week. And let's head to the square circle, shall we, in the form of Topps WWE NXT trading cards. NXT is guaranteed to deliver two autos in every box, as well as two inserts in every pack. 18 packs, that's a lot of inserts. NXT returns with new content and new designs. Uh, some of the autograph variation or autographs to collect variations and other collectible inserts that we are NXT autographs with parallels, including printing plates, NXT alumni, uh, Finn Balor tribute autographs and tag team dual autos. Great inserts. Again, we are NXT, NXT alumni, Finn Balor tribute, NXT illustrations, a 100 card base set including matches and moments and plenty of parallels to chase. Checklist is also up for this on gogts.net. 
And if you love your football rookies, we've got another exciting configuration from Wildcard for their matte football product. This is the Wildcard matte football mega box. Each mega box is going to deliver eight packs of six cards. But of those, there's going to be five mega box exclusives in every single box. So those mega box exclusives include bronze weekend warriors, pink explode, red hollow, red hot rookies, smoking guns, and stripes. Again, that take on the very first numbered uh, parallel ever in trading cards in in wildcard matte stripes. So check those out in a mega box configuration, which hopefully has a easy entry point for collectors in hobby shops and online this week. And last but certainly not least, pretty darn sure. Now this one is one that could fall off, but as of right now, 2021 Onyx Vintage Basketball Cards is scheduled to release next week. Yes, another new sport release from Onyx. An absolutely loaded checklist of current NBA stars, legends, and 2021 draft picks. All autographs are on card. Here's a um, just a, a brief rundown of some of the highlights to look for. How about Steph Curry, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, and Damian Lillard? How about Rookie of the Year candidate Tyrese Halliburton? How about WNBA stars Supriyan Ionescu and Candace Parker? Or NBA legends Shaq and Hakeem Olajuwon? Top 10 NBA draft picks and first-rounders Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, Davian Mitchell, Keon Johnson, and... 2021 number one overall draft pick autograph basketball redemption for a full-size basketball signature parallels in blue ink green ink number to 50 red ink to 25 and black to just five look for rare inscriptions and full names on numbered cards uh given if in fact vintage collection basketball releases next week and that's gonna do it for what's gonna be hot in the shop or at your favorite online retailer or group case breaker. Uh, we have several winners to pull. I'm going to get Ivan to work. We're also going to announce the winner of our DJ ski card from the Gleam contest, the I Feel Like Mike national exclusive. Um, so in the meantime, while Ivan's pulling winners, Kelsey Schroyer back to work, this time with an exclusive interview with Darren Ravel on the floor of the National Sports Collectors Convention. Watch this, and we'll be right back to wrap this up. All right, Darren, with the 2021 National Sports Collectors Convention, you have a booth. You have some amazing stuff on display there. You have some amazing stuff in your hand right now, including a very interesting Shaquille O'Neal item. Can you hold that up for me to take a look at? Sure, of course. It is his uh, student ID from LSU in the... uh, I assume this is probably, it looks like a junior a junior year, so we, uh, 1990, I'm thinking, 91, uh, Shaq, and a beautiful signature up top. So, Darren, one thing you're known for is you're a big ticket collector. How did you get started with that? I just thought it was one of the most natural things, right? Like, it has natural scarcity instead of full scarcity. Um, a lot of people threw their tickets away. Tickets that are not full, that are ripped, are, were in the event at the time. Um, I just think it's a it's a great collectible. They're pieces of art, and I kind of got addicted to it during COVID. Now a team's doing fewer and fewer printed tickets. Are you kind of a little worried about the future of your collection? No, 
I, I mean, I don't think that, you know, I don't, I haven't really done the modern stuff. Uh, it's a niche market. I think it's, uh, it's going to get bigger and bigger. I don't think the fact that, like, they're making Wander Franco uh, tickets only at the box office on request is really going to hurt the market. So out of everything you have in your collection, what is your favorite item? from the Birmingham jail um, uh, in 1963 when Martin Luther King was there uh, and did Letter from the Birmingham Jail. It features 12 signatures of Martin Luther King, and it's probably the most ridiculous thing I have. Don't get to look at it because it's in a safe. But You do have another hobby claim to fame. You had a top sound in Ginter Court a few years ago. What was your reaction when you found out you were getting an official card? I mean, this is like the, uh, the athlete and the serial or the video game. Um, you know, when you're a young kid and you're at these shows, you know, you never think that people could actually get you in a pack. What's funny is it's actually been more gratifying over time as people, I think my home address has been on you know, mailing lists and stuff like that, and I probably get about 200 a year, um, and that's really gratifying. Now, you had a relic card in that set, if I remember correctly. What was used for the relic? Uh, it was a uh, piece, it was a broadcast-used Thomas Pink shirt. So how did you decide on using that item? Uh, it was a really good shirt, except the collar was, like, permanently creased. So I knew I wasn't going to wear it again. So I thought it would look good on a relic card, and it does. And, you know, I didn't have to wear it. I wasn't going to wear it again. So aside from the card, the Allen & Ginter card, what else do people ask you to sign? Uh, someone asked me today to sign a tweet of mine. Uh, the guy printed it out. Um, so we have that. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. Pieces of paper, note cards. Um, the mask has been pretty good. I haven't been recognized as much, but, uh, but I actually I, li- I like the hobby and I like people, so um, it's always it's always gratifying when someone asks for the signature. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. What is one dream item you'd love to have in your collection? Uh, I, I need the night. I need the uh, the Doug Flutie uh, Hail Mary pass against Miami. I have had a very tough time finding that ticket. I really want that. So pretty cool stuff. Thank you to that exclusive opportunity. Um, Darren Ravel, I'd asked Kelsey to ask him ahead of time. Because that was when I found out he was coming. It was one thing that I was um, not going to be able to take care of in person that I knew Kelsey could. So. Good stuff. Uh, We're also going to be announcing the winner, as I mentioned, of the DJ Ski Card. These things are numbered. This is number 1,052 of just 2021. But when you've given skis popularity, oh my gosh, hot demand for that card. Uh, So one lucky winner from our claim contest is going to get that. And then all these other great prizes. I've got the baseball one packed up and all the other leftovers from last week. One lucky winner is going to have a field day with that. So, uh, Ivan, how are we doing? We're doing good. Um, in fact, I've got, uh, first off, I'll announce the winner of that DJ ski, even though they should be notified in the widget. And I'm trying to figure out now how to make the, uh, how to find the widget again so that I can share it. Um, But uh, basically, uh, the winner is the sports card guy, 
Kevin Porter. Congratulations to Kevin Porter, the sports card guy. Uh, you won the DJ Ski uh, Like Mike eBay National Sports Collectors Convention exclusive. Um, I've got somebody trying to break into my room right now to grab some giveaways too. <laughs> otherwise known as children. It happens. Sorry, Rob. It was uh, a pizza. So oh, I got to nice. eat right. some of this pizza. Oh, nice. Okay. Now I've got the energy to finish doing the giveaway. So congratulations <laughs> to Kevin, the sport card guy on winning the DJ ski. Uh, we'll figure out how to get that to you. If for whatever reason, the widget didn't do it properly. Um, that said, let's go to tonight's winners then of our product preview prizes. So first off, we've got that prize pack. And in case you missed it, the way to enter to win the prize pack was actually to retweet our live broadcast. So I announced that at the beginning of the show and actually right before we did all the other retweets. So you had some good chances to do that. Um, so that said, uh, Ferg209, congratulations, Ferg209. You won that massive prize pack, including a Jamar Chase autograph, some great tops and Panini cards. Ferg209. Hey, guess what, Ferg? You need to claim your prize. The way you claim your prize, you and all the winners tonight, is by emailing us, gogtslive at gogts.net. The name of the show at the name of the website. Email us your name your mailing address, what you won, and your Twitter handle so that Rob over there can match all that up and get your prize out to you today, this weekend at the very least, on his free time. So thank you, Rob, for doing that for Ferg209, as well as the other 10 winners that we have tonight. So that being said, let's dive into the winners. We've got the Brock Lesnar along with another uh, Prism uh, card from UFC Select hybrid box that's going to stun gone seven congratulations stun gone seven the alexander rochic number to five disco prism is going to royals j06 congratulations royals j06 on that incredible hit and then we've got the prism football uh, Prism Basketball, excuse me. So the first one is the Johnson and the Patrick Williams Silver. Keldon Johnson and the Patrick Williams Silver are going to Are You Witting Me? Are You Witting Me? The Yusef Nurchik, uh, see, I nobody gets them perfect. Uh, dual jersey is going to BD Layman 18. Congratulations, BD Layman 18. Then the Jordan Nuara autograph. Relic is going to Old Oaks LLC. Congratulations, Old Oaks LLC. I don't know why congratulation is singular tonight, not uh, plural for anybody. You get one congratulate. That's what you're getting tonight. <laughs> and then the big hit from that, the Robert Woodard, the second autograph number to 99 is going to New Day, New Drink. Well, the drink tonight is select. So New Day, New Drink. You won the Robert Woodard auto number to 99 and now then from panini immaculate collegiate collection uh and a huge shout out to panini and tracy hackler for all three of these boxes some incredible hits here uh both the devon duvernay and the amon Ra. so the duvernay auto and the amon Ra relic card are going to fergie kim congratulations fergie kim 
the Diami Brown Auto. Uh, Rob, I'm sorry you got to ship to Canada one package this week, uh, but the real D Pan has been watching since the beginning, so I don't feel bad that we're shipping something to him. Thanks for all the support. But hey, you just got the Diami Brown Auto. Of course, you know he couldn't always... have won, he couldn't have won the Jamar Chase redemption. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, the randomizer. Uh, that said, if you use one of those vaulting services, you can always have us send it there instead, uh, D-Pan. That's, uh, so the Jamar Chase Auto, uh, it is a redemption. That redemption will be getting sent to Sports Card Deals. Congratulations, Sports Card Deals. And then finally, that Sam Ellinger one-of-one one autograph patch. That's uh, almost a complete jersey there, not even just a patch, is going to The Real Brizzo. Congratulations, The Real Brizzo, on that Sam Ellinger one-of-one one autograph patch. Anything on your desk I'm missing, Rob? Anything else you want me to throw in? Give no, away? I think everything else Any is Any trading mine. card companies you just want well, to throw throw away? Licenses? Anything? I, I don't have access right now to the... Two winners of that have gone unclaimed for our Twitch subscriber exclusive break are two hits from Archive Signature Series. Um, we'll try to reach out to you guys in Twitch to get you those. They're sitting right here, not going anywhere. But uh, no, you did great. Um, so thanks to James Gale behind the scene, as always. Uh, Ivan, thank you. Uh, for keeping things running smoothly and uh, thank all of you for watching tuning in hanging out with us uh, we're going to do it all over again next week same time same bad channel as they say um, in the meantime have a great weekend uh, let's see always be collecting and go do someone something nice for somebody this weekend how about that all right ivan i'll talk to you later and uh everybody have I, a good one. We'll see. Uh, Rob, I just ah, want to end ah. it by reminding people, like, we're here because we love cards. Mm -hmm. Cards are still going to be printed. They're still going to have players on them. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the future holds, but uh, as you say, Rob, always be collecting. Yeah, it's four years away before anything happens. So a lot can happen between now and then still. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I think that's it. Well said, Ivan. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week.